The day looked fantastic. Tim was ready to do it all over again. Today, he was hiking. You see, that was his hobby. He loved nature and to interact with it. This was not his first time hiking on Taylor's Creek Park. He usually came here on his days off to admire the high trees, the beautiful tall grass, and the vegetation that grew all around. This park was famous because of that. There is plenty to enjoy there. A lot of people came just to enjoy nature and to liberate some stress from the everyday struggles. Tim Biltmore did that as well. He was a journalist on a local newspaper recently graduated from his field and ready to face the challenges that came his way, but in the right state of mind. So hiking to him was not only about a set of physical goals, but it was also about his mind. This was the way he rebooted his thoughts and abilities to write. And as the trail progressed and Tim continued to move forward, he was distracted by a small blue butterfly that began to fly over his left shoulder. At first, he didn't seem too surprised about it because this type of beautiful forest creatures were all around and so he continued his walk forward. He can clearly admire the small trail that he was walking on. Beautiful and tall pine trees everywhere, as high as almost touching the sky. He continued to admire the landscape and he enjoyed the blue sky while the white clouds just stamped all over it. He admired the flowers and the smells that they also produced. And while coming to the realization of such enjoyment, the blue butterfly once again made her presence known by flapping her wings louder over his left shoulder once again as he looked in admiration. He couldn't help it. He couldn't really hold back. He began to talk to her. Well, hi there, beautiful. How are you? Why are you following me? <laughs> he found it amusing, but he also found it rather strange that he has such an unusual company during this hike. But it wasn't until the mid-top section of the route, about an hour and 20 minutes into the hike, where the trail splits. There was a Y on the road, and with it, a decision-making process. Tim could choose to go to the left or stick to his right. The rightful and conscious decision would have been to continue to the right, because this was the arranged trail path. To the left, however, there was an abandoned road, closed and blocked by a chain-link fence and a big sign that read, Off Limits. The fence was rusty. It seems like it had been closed for many, many years. For some reason, Tim never actually saw this on his previous walks. Earlier on his trails, he was focused on more speed and performance, but not like today when he was actually spending most of the time admiring the landscape. The blue butterfly continued to hover over this fence in a circular path as if asking Tim to follow suit. Tim suddenly found himself in a predicament, whether to continue the trail to accomplish the day's goal or suddenly follow the lead of the, his new blue friend through this mysterious and forbidden road. Um, do you want me to go that way? Do you want me to jump over the fence? Is that it? You want me to jump and continue to walk with you that way? Is there something you want to show me? As soon as these questions were formulated, the butterfly's wings began to flap with even more intensity and flew a bit higher down towards the abandoned road. Tim followed suit, 
He jumped over the chain link fence and continued to follow his blue friend's flight plan. But something extraordinary happened as soon as Tim jumped over the fence. A sudden change of energy and the way he felt around him changed as soon as his feet landed over the other side. It was almost as if he had stepped into a whole separate dimension, a different alternate reality. It became quiet, the sounds of nature no longer audible and the little he could hear was extremely unpleasant. Tim began to feel uneasy by her whole scenario, but the unmistakable blue of her newfound friend kept flying forward, leading the way. The road became narrow now. The space around Tim continued to be less to his right. The density of the forest grew from an aggressive hill jump to his right and a significant drop once again to his left, where the water can be heard running below. Tim was now focused on the butterfly. She continued to flap her wings as she veered to the left on a new section of the road, not too far ahead. Tim noticed that the road ahead ended, and at the end of this secluded dirt path was now an old hanging wooden bridge. Tim was scared. He did not know what to do from this point on. He did not know whether to take this risk of crossing this old structure or turn around. But once again, he was convinced by his blues friend's flight to continue forward. She flew right ahead and waited for him over the other side. Tim made his move. Although hesitant, he continued to walk forward. He did not understand why he would take such a risk and led by the train of thought, his mental question became a spoken inquiry. Oh, I knew it. Why? Tell me why. Why would I risk going through this old wooden bridge? Why? Don't you see it? It's too darn risky. It's too scary. I think this is as far as I can go. I am sorry. Have you seen this drop? If I fall, I will never. I will not make it. I'm sorry, but this is as far as I can go. I'm, I can't. I can't. As soon as this statement concluded from the other side of the old bridge, he could clearly hear a female voice that gently disturbed the airwaves by saying, Help me! Tim's heart jumped to his throat. He was trembling in fear, hearing the clear voice of despair. He now understood that whatever this butterfly was trying to accomplish had to do with the fact that she wanted him to help someone. There was a girl crying for help somewhere on the other side and suddenly the wooden bridge did not seem too scary anymore. Tim began to walk slowly over the wooden planks laid on it breathing deeper in his fear as he went along. Step by step he continued to conquer his fears and to dominate the thoughts that described him falling to the seemingly endless depths towards the bottom creek. He maintained his eyes forward and one after the other one, step after step, he finally crossed over. His blue flying friend seemed to celebrate this accomplishment with another display of flying technique in circles around him. It looked as though she danced for him but as soon as she concluded this brief celebration, her attention was now on a small grass opening that led to the bottom of what looked to be an endless cliff of a mountain. She was directing Tim to go down. Ah, this is great. You want me to go down there, don't you? You want me to follow this path to the bottom of this hill, is that right? The butterfly gave three quick spins as if agreeing with the interpretation. 
Something, however, changed this time. Tim's new blue flying friend did not follow. She kept her position steadily hovering over the spot in a symbolic temporary separation ritual. She had come as far as she was permitted to. From this point on, it was Tim's turn to take charge. I suppose you're not coming, huh? I gotta do this alone. I, I guess it's just goodbye. As soon as this question flew over the butterfly senses, she slowly began to disappear until Tim could see her no more. Tim turned around and looked at the trail he was about to take, second-guessing his decision to continue, but as quickly as these thoughts invaded his rationale, that mysterious girl's voice echoed once again inside his beating heart. Thank you. Tim took a deep breath and began to climb down. At approximately his third or fourth step of his descent, the winds gathered an extraordinary amount of strength and his eyes began to see from the bottom of the hill, moving upwards in a fast aggressive charge was a spinning vortex. Like an almost invisible tornado of energy that moved rapidly in his direction and as soon as this energy phenomena touched his body, a powerful surge of energy blew from its internal core and with it a vision appeared in Tim's consciousness. In this vision, he saw a group of teenage girls with backpacks and hiking equipment on the trail he had just left behind. Suddenly, he can see them jumping over the fence of the blocked forbidden road. They were all laughing and acting as if they were having a great time. It was right after they had jumped over the fence when the same dark energy that engulfed Tim a few hours earlier came over them as well. But in this vision, after the dark energy stroke, all the girls disappeared except one. She had a purple backpack with a large letter M embroidered on it. There was a Lucky Rabbit's foot attached to the hole of the main's back's zipper and it looked like a high school backpack but with much dirt on it. Tim could hear the wind picking up strength in this vision and he also saw the girl's confused face as she realized what was happening. She seemed disoriented, confused. Along with the gusty wings, Tim was able to also distinguish a very strange yet disturbing sound. From what seemed to have been the tall pine tree's shadows, ghostly and disturbing creatures began to form. These ghouls of demons were materializing from both the wind and the dirt that rose from the strong winds. The girl began to scream at their presence. She could see them appearing all around her, and her shock held her still only to the point she could no longer resist, and then she started running for her life. Tim could see this but could not interact with it. It was as if a giant projector had been laid in front of him to see. He felt a mixture of feelings that mainly came from fear, confusion, despair. This poor girl was being attacked by entities he could not readily identify and there was nothing he could do about it. She dropped her bag on her desperate attempt to free herself from this creature and Tim got close enough to see a name on the bag written with the black marker. It read, Megan. During his senior year in college, just about ready to begin his internship with the local newspaper, the headlines were all about the mysterious disappearance of a girl in a northern suburban town in the state of Oregon. The news about this case were just about on every televised newscast and even on documentaries where theories and speculative scenarios were presented. 
it had been years now since this poor girl's disappearance that she was now considered dead by many to include her own family. Tim wondered if the girl with the bag in this vision was the same girl in the news. But how could that be? Many years have already passed. Time travel certainly is unattainable and no common sense could have been strong enough to make sense of it all. The fact is that below the name written in the back was also a year. Teen Red, Megan, 1989. And that was it. That was enough for Tim to understand that something strange and unworldly was taking place. He has been transported, perhaps with the aid of the Vortex, to a different time and dimension. He was there in that dark forest, witnessing demons rising from the dirt with that girl, but at the same time, he wasn't. Nothing about this made sense, and Tim suddenly thought of his blue butterfly friend, hoping to see her flying with new instructions, but it wasn't meant to be this time. Tim had no option but to follow this girl and try to figure out what to do next. He took off running after her, until the darkness of this strange forest swallowed them all from view. Although the subject of multi-dimension portals is one that strikes for a great evening conversation, details and facts about its existence are but scarce. It has all been left to conceptual information and ideas of whether they truly exist or not. In the case of Taylor Crick and Tim, it seems that those rare predicaments of both imagination and facts converged into a real portal that took him not only to see otherworldly things, but it also has sufficient energy to take him somewhere else. Exactly three days after he went out hiking, Tim's solar-powered cell phone rang once again somewhere in time. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, hello, Tim. This is Andrew. Um, I hope you are okay, bro. Um, I'm not sure what has happened to you where you have been this past few days but dude you really really have to call it has become official my man please return my call as soon as you can please uh dude there's a police report out there already call me back as soon as you can you have officially been reported as a missing person bro all right talk to you later